Hello there. You're welcome to the Read Podcast. This season, we will be reading from the book Love the Way to Victory by Kenneth He Agin. I do pray that you learn as you enjoy this podcast. Remember that the blessing is in the application of the word. Come on, let's get into it. Page 73, Chapter 3, The Law of Love Suspends the Ten Commandments. This verse is clearly points to a blessing that is in store for Jews. God promised that they would dwell in the land which God gave to their fathers. He promised that the Jews would be his people and he would be their God. However, there is also an application of these verses to the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This scripture is looking forward to the new covenant when the heart of man will be changed and recreated in a new birth. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new in his spirit. Jeremiah also prophesied about the new covenant that was to come and the change that was to come about the man's heart in the new birth. Jeremiah 31, 33-34 But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the household of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their parts and write it in their hearts and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquities, and I will remember their sin no more. These verses of the scripture refers to the church, the body of Christ. How do we know they apply to the church? Because the writer of this book of Hebrews quoted these verses in reference to the church. Hebrews 8 verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the household of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them God, and they shall be my people. In this verse, the writer of the book of Hebrews is quoting the Old Testament scripture in Jeremiah 31, 33-34. He is looking ahead to a time when God will make a new covenant whereby the hearts of men will be changed. Under the new covenant, it is the heart or the spirit of man that is changed. But I want you to notice that God also said, I will put my laws in their mind. It's God's law in our mind that renews or transforms our thinking. A version of the New Testament says, Putting my laws in their heart, I will also write them upon their hearts. God expects us to do something with our minds. We are to renew our minds with his word, so our minds can be in agreement with the Holy Spirit who dwells in our heart. Once our minds are renewed, our minds 
and our hearts will be in agreement with God's word because man's heart has been changed under the new covenant and he has been given a new heart. Because man's heart has been changed under the new covenant and he has been given a new heart, there is a new commandment given for the new covenant. And under the new covenant, God himself will write the new commandment of love or the new law of the God kind of love in our hearts or spirit. Romans 5 verse 5 says, The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, which is given unto us. Where is the love of God shed abroad? In our hearts, you see. Under the old covenant, God wrote the Ten Commandments on tables of stones with his fingers, the fingers of God. You can find this in Exodus 24 verse 12. You understand that the Bible talks about the finger of God. It is referring to the Holy Ghost. Under the old covenant, people's hearts hadn't been born again. In that sense, their hearts were stony and unregenerated. Therefore, the love of God couldn't be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. But under the new covenant, our hearts have been recreated in the new birth and changed from stony hearts to hearts of flesh. Under the new covenant, God didn't write his new commandment of love on tables or stones. By the finger of God, the Holy Ghost, God wrote one commandment in our born-again heart or spirit. The commandment he wrote in our heart was that we love one another because that one commandment fulfills all the commandments of the Old Testament. Under the Old Covenant, the law couldn't make anyone perfect. Blood of bulls and goats couldn't make atonement or cover over the sins of the Israelites who were not born again. But Jesus had a more excellent ministry than Moses. God gave the law to Moses. But Jesus ushered in a new covenant in his own blood. Jesus ushered in a better covenant than Moses did because it was established on better promises. And it was ratified with Jesus' own blood. And by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are now born again in our hearts and recreated. Our sins are not only atoned for, they are remitted, cleansed, or blotted out. That's why God could write the law of love in our hearts, because our hearts have been cleansed and recreated. What kind of love has been shared abroad in our hearts? Is it natural human love? No! It's the kind of love that God is because God is love. Why believers can be led by their hearts. There is a reason believers can be led by their hearts or spirit. In the new birth, the spirit is the part of man that has been recreated by the Holy Ghost. Under the new covenant, we are told the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Bible says to be led by our hearts or spirits by the Holy Spirit who lives within us. You can find this in Romans 8 verse 14. 
Every believer needs to learn to listen to his recreated heart or spirit because that's where the law of love is written. God said, I will write my laws in your heart. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, in the inward man. That's why we can be led by the Holy Spirit in our hearts because that's where we've been made a new creation. God didn't say the love of God would be shed abroad in our heads. That's where people get into trouble. They try to be led by their heads. Their unrenewed carnal thinking and their heads get them into trouble. Many times, believers' mental reasonings are clustered up with religious carnal thinkings because they've never taken time to renew their minds. In fact, many times, our spirit or heart suffers at the expense of our head or carnal thinking. That is the reason we need to get into the Word for ourselves and get our minds renewed with the Word. It is the same way with the flesh. We can't be led by our flesh either because our flesh has not been redeemed. No, our flesh is unsanctified and unsaved. Our own redeemed flesh will get us into trouble. The flesh is not a sure guide because the love of God has not been shed abroad in our flesh. That's why the Bible tells us to keep our flesh under subjection to our born-again recreated spirit because our spirit has been redeemed. Really, if we would listen to our heart, we would know in every situation on the inside of us what we ought to do. Because many times our head is all clustered up with religious teachings instead of our minds being renewed with the word of God. And it hinders our faith. Why? Because faith is not of the head. The God kind of faith is of the heart or of the spirit of man where the love of God dwells. Then how can the love of God be activated to its fullest measure? By letting the love of God dominate you so your faith can grow and reach its full potential. In fact, to tell you the real truth about the matter, understanding how to walk in God's kind of love is one of the most important subjects you can learn so you can know how to put your faith to work. A lot of times, people concentrate all their thinking on faith and that is good to a certain extent but there may be nothing wrong with their faith their faith could even be developed but maybe it's just not activated or working faith won't work if there's something wrong with your love walk the problem with a lot of folks is that they try to substitute natural human love for divine love they are not the same and they don't know why Actually, you can't really teach about faith of God without teaching about the love of God because faith only works by love. A lot of folks like to hear about faith, but they don't care too much to hear about walking in God's love. But often, it's a lack of walking in God's love that hinders their faith from walking. Love, faith's power. Let me give you an example of what I mean. You can have 
an orchestra with musical instruments and a sound system. But if you don't have any electrical power, the sound won't be amplified. The sound would be ineffectual. It's the same with faith and confessions. Faith and all the right confession may be in place, but faith just won't work when there's no power flowing through it. The God kind of love is the power of faith. I sometimes tell about the woman who came up to me after a convention a number of years ago. She said, Brother Hagen, I want you to promise me something. Well, what is it? I'm not going to promise you until you tell me what it is. Then she turned up and began to bow a little bit. I'm not making fun of her. I'm just stating fact. She said, I'm a widow and I have a 15-year-old son. He wasn't raised up in church because I've only been a Christian for the last three years. Well, he's just wild and I can't do a thing in the world with him. He's out late at night until 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. I just lie in bed waiting for the phone to ring and for the authorities to call telling me that he's been arrested because he's into drugs and different kind of things. I want you to promise me that you will pray for him every day. I said to her, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make a promise like that because from all the probabilities, I'll never remember to pray for him every day. Well then, just pray for him when he comes to you. I said, I'm not even going to pray for him at all. I said that to get her attention. She looked at me and blinked like a frog in the West Texas hall storm. You're not? She asked. No, I'm not. I'm not going to pray one single prayer for him. You're not? No, I'm not. I continued. It wouldn't do any good for me to pray for him as long as you keep going the way you're going. She said, What do you mean? I said, As long as you keep condemning him, my praying wouldn't do any good. I dare say that you are on him all the time, constantly trying to poke religion down him and trying to push Jesus off on him. How do you know that I'm that way? Because of the way he turned out, I said. You've turned him off to God. No, you promised me something. From this day forward, don't say one word to him about Jesus and don't keep getting after him all the time. I continued, don't even get after him to go to church. Don't say one word to him about religion, the Bible, church, or Jesus, or anything. Just act in love towards him. Then I said, and when he's out at night, quit lying there worrying. Instead, just say, Lord, I surrender him with faith and love. You see, faith doesn't work without love. This woman was short-circuiting her own faith because she wasn't walking in love towards her son. She only spoke negatively about him. She didn't speak anything positive or say anything about him that demonstrated the God kind of love. I told her, just say, I surrender him with faith and love and don't believe he's going to wind up in jail. I believe he's going to serve God. She said, 
But I don't know whether I believe that or not. I said, start believing it. And if you just start saying it, eventually you start believing it. Then go on to sleep and forget about it. Just leave him alone. Well, I'll try, she said. It won't work by trying, I said. It only works by doing it. All right, then I'll do it. But you are still going to pray for him, aren't you? No, I said. I'm not going to pray for him. You're going to do it. You see, this woman's problem was that she hadn't put any action to her faith. Her wrong believing, wrong thinking, and wrong speaking had hindered her faith. Love is the action that motivates faith. Hmm. Love gives faith power. About 15 months later, I was in the same area teaching at a convention. A woman came up to me after this service. She said, do you remember me? I said, no ma'am, I don't. I see a lot of folks. Well, about 15 months ago, you came here and I asked you to pray every day for my son. Oh, I remember. But I didn't recognize you. You look so different. Actually, she looked so much younger, prettier. She said, well, I went home and I did just what you said. I want to tell you, it was tough on me, but I did it. And do you know what? What? I asked. About six months ago, my son came home at four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night. Well, I got up the next morning when I usually do and started fixing breakfast because I was going to Sunday school and church. My son got up and ate breakfast with me and said, Mom, I believe I'll go with you to Sunday school and church this morning. On the inside of me, something was turning flips. But on the outside, I just said, Now, son, you didn't get in until late. You need to rest. You've got to go to school tomorrow. No, he said, I want to go. She said, I just acted like I didn't care if he went to church with me or not. But he did go to church with me. Then she said, the next Sunday night, the same thing happened. He got in about four o'clock. But the next morning, he got up and ate breakfast with me. And he said, Mom, I believe I'll go to Sunday school and church with you this morning. I told him, but son, you need to rest. You've got to go to school tomorrow. No, he said, I want to go. So he went. Then that same Sunday night, he said, I believe I'll go to church with you tonight. He went to church that night, and when the altar call was given, he went to the altar and got saved. She said, you know, before he was saved, he was 100% for the devil, but now he's born again. He's 120% for God. I believe he's going to turn into a preacher, she added. I'm so glad I've got a brand new boy. I'm so glad you told me the things you did. Then she thanked me and turned around and walked off. Then she came back and said, Do you know what else? Not only have I got a brand new boy, but he's got a brand new mama. She said, You know, I don't worry about him anymore. 
I learned how to pray in faith and walk in love. Sometimes I almost have to pinch myself and say, is this really you? Because I think so differently now. It makes a lot of difference, friends, when you walk in love. When you walk in love, your faith will work. Sometimes people think they are believing God when really their faith is being hindered by lack of love. Let me just say this while I'm at it. You can hinder your children from walking with God by raising them in a home where there's no love. Children ought to have a right to be brought up in an atmosphere where the God kind of love prevails in the home. They not only need to see your faith in demonstration, they need to see your love in demonstration. Then they will go out in life and win. My wife and I maintain that kind of atmosphere in our home. That's the reason we never had any problems with our children. I don't mean they weren't children. Of course, they were children and acted like children. But we believed the best about them and we spoke the best about them. When you see the worst in your children and are always telling them about it, they will never amount to anything. They will live up to what you say. Children are going to miss it sometimes because they are children. You can't put a grown head on a child. But when you see the best in them and love them, you will bring the best out of them. And they will want to amount to something in life. They will live up to the God kind of love that you have instilled in them. The God kind of love fulfills the law. Let's look at another scripture in the book of Galatians. Paul was writing to the churches in Galatia. These were gentle churches, but the letter was not written just to one church. It was written to be read by the churches throughout Galatia, and it applies to all Christians everywhere. Galatians 5 verse 14 For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This scripture says that all the law is fulfilled in one word, love. It is fulfilled when we simply love our neighbors as ourselves. How much of the law is fulfilled by walking in love? All of it. When you're walking in the God kind of love, you don't have to worry that you've not obeyed some part of the law, do you? When you're fulfilling the law of love, you don't have to be concerned about a bunch of rules and regulations and law. Some people fight small wars over whether or not we are to obey the Ten Commandments. Actually, it's so simple. The law of love includes the Ten Commandments. People stumble over the simplicity of what the Bible is telling us, and they miss the truth of the word. Sons of God are sons of love. Notice something John said in the first epistles of John. It tells us something about the God kind of love. The sons of God, God's born again new creations, are to walk in the God kind of love. 1 John 3, 1-2 Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Behold, now are we the sons of God. 
we are not just going to be the sons of God when we get to heaven in the sweet by and by. If we are born again, we are the sons of God now. If we are sons of God, then we are sons of love because God is love and we are made in his image. Since God is love and we are children of God, then we are children of love. When we were born again, the life of God was imparted into our spirits. Believers are to let the life and the love of God dominate their being. That is the reason we have to do something with our minds and bodies because divine love has not been shared abroad in our minds and bodies. And unless we do something about our fleshy nature, it will hinder us from walking in love. Our unrenewed mind and our unregenerated flesh will try to dominate the inward man, the spirit man on the inside. Romans 12, 1-2 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to get our minds renewed with the love of God. The body of Christ hasn't really renewed their minds to the God kind of love as we should. But the Bible has much to say about renewing the mind. We will have to renew our minds if we are going to walk in love towards others. You see, so many times, instead of accepting our responsibilities as Christians, we want God to do all the work in our spiritual growth and development. We expect Him to supply more of something that He has already provided when it's really our responsibility to see it that we develop our love so that it can grow and increase. Hello there. I trust you had a wonderful time listening. Do join me again next time as we continue on this love adventure. I pray that God's love will continue to find expression in and through you. I am Eunice. Enjoy the rest of your day.